Ava DuVernay, Anurag Kashyap, Shyama Prasad, Hansel Mehta, Hollywood, Bollywood, Mollywood, crossover movies, who did they all have in common? Priya Choksi, of course. Hey Priya, how are you? Hi, I'm well, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Welcome to the show, Coffee Chats with Shah. Uh, Priya, now one of your recent projects has been working with Ava DuVernay. Can you tell us more about that project? Sure. Uh, it was a Warner Brothers uh, HBO Max pilot. Okay. Potential series. Um, it was my first studio project, um, and it was my first series as well. Um, so it was, a, it was a really great experience, you know, uh, seeing like two huge entities like HBO Max and Warner Brothers kind of coming together and making like really important decisions and how that goes and yeah. um, just all of that stuff. It was, it was great. I got to work with a lot of tenured crew, cast, producers, um, and of course, of course, Ava. Um, working with Ava was amazing. Um, she's like a walking, talking powerhouse um and thus far she has had um she has had a history making career in a very short amount of time and when you work with her you kind of see why um you know i think she's one of the most important visionaries of our time Absolutely. and it was an amazing experience working with her and with the project yeah now, we've also worked with Anurag Kashyap on Man Marziya, which featured Abhishek Bachchan, Tapsi Pannu, Vicky Kaushal. You worked with Hansel Met on Simran, which was, of course, Kangna Ranaut. You've also worked with Shyam Prasad on Ivide, which had Prithviraj. How, how do all of these experiences compare to each other? You know, I think across the board, when it comes to the core of it, filmmaking, whether it's Hollywood or Bollywood or Mollywood, uh, it's it's all very similar. It's all pretty much the same at at its core. Mm -hmm. um, I think that India or working in India can be a little more fast paced and maybe sometimes a little too spontaneous. Whereas working here in the U.S., things are a little more planned out. There's more formalities uh, involved, and you know, which means a lot more paperwork. Um, and there's various little snippets of differences, naturally, because you're working with two different countries. You're working with two different cultures and rules and standards and stuff like that. So one must keep all of that in mind uh, when working across. And in general, the list of things that we need to get done at each stage, you have pre-production, you have production, and then you have post-production. And all of the things that we need to get done to get you know the script which is a story on a piece of paper to something that's credibly visual is the same um it's just how we get all of those things done that i think kind of differs a little bit you know the level of collaboration involved with the head of departments um their respective teams uh production assistant directors post-production teams to execute everything uh within budgetary and time constraints um, is the same. I think, I think each, each wood has their own <laughs> method to the madness, um, but the core remains the same. I will say that each project, uh, whether it's in India or the U.S., um, is a unique experience in itself. Sure.
So you mentioned that at the core, uh, uh, these industries are the same. So then where are the differences? Are they operational? Are they cultural? I think it's mostly cultural. Um, you know, for example, in India, you have to, you, you're grown or you're taught to express your teachers or, you know, your gurus or whatever with high regard, right? There's always ma'am and sir and, you know, that's what, that's what you're taught to do over there. Um, so you're, you're addressing certain designations with a different way, I guess. Whereas over here, it's, it's a little more grounded. Um, it's more like we're working side by side. And it's not, that, it's not that we don't show the respect or anything. It's not like that. But it's, it's you know, with, for example, Ava, I can just say, hey, Ava. Okay. As opposed to like, ma'am. Right. Well, which, which you might have had to do in India. From a different industry. Right. So when we're talking about regional cinema and crossover cinema, how do they uh, maybe differ in the scope of the project um, with regards to Hollywood or mainstream Bollywood? I think the biggest thing would be the story. You know, you're, it's a crossover movie is, it's still an Indian film, whether it's a regional film or a Bollywood film. Uh, but the story takes place in the U.S. or in the Europe or wherever. Sure. That's a crossover film. So the story, you know, you'll have, you'll have a mesh of characters on your screen. You'll see a little bit more diversity on mm -hmm. your screen when you watch an Indian film that's a crossover film. You know, a lot of times when you watch a Bollywood movie that's shot, that's shot in India, that's not a crossover. It's, it's just Indian people. So, so when you, when you come, when a movie comes from India to a different country, like for example, here, you'll have an Indian actor working with an American actor. Mm -hmm. The American actor doesn't always understand like, oh, this guy's like the Brad Pitt of India. Like they don't, you know, they don't always get that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that's, that's, you know, fun to kind of see. Cause I think, you know, there, there have been actors who have come here from India who they're like, wow, I can go shopping. I can go to the mall. I can go to Target and Publix and not get mobbed with people and stuff. So that's fun to see too, you know, just seeing how they have a different sense of freedom okay. while we're in production here, I guess. So the kind of directors, the kind of actors, uh, maybe the kind of scripts that you get for these crossover movies, is there a specific audience that they target? I don't think it's targeted towards a specific audience. I think when people go and watch a film, they want to go watch a good movie, right? Yeah. And I think, I think when you change it up a little and you shoot in a different country and you show a little bit of diversity, it's something new and fresh mm -hmm. from time to time for the audience to see. Um, and it kind of bridges the gap um, between cultures and languages and stuff like that. They see a whole different, you know, when, when films like that are shot here, sometimes you get a lot of creative crew that's from the U.S. And that adds a little bit of visually, it'll add something different for them to see, you know, 
So in terms of target audience, I think, I think also by bridging the gap, the audience is also becoming a little more comfortable with watching things from other countries. I think platforms like Netflix and Amazon have made, have made it so, so many films from so many different countries. And it's not just films. It's not just feature films, it's feature films, it's documentaries, it's short films, it's independent films, it's web series that people now have access to at their fingertips. Yeah. And so easily the target audience could be anyone, you know, and, uh, and we've, we've every, I think the audience, the mind of the audience, the way the audience thinks of film and everything is evolving because of that. Yeah. And I, and I guess people are more open to watching uh, cinema in any form, even in a language that they don't, that they don't understand. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and it's platforms like these that have changed that, you know. I would have never watched a series called Money Heist, you know, otherwise. I would have, you know, never gotten into watching um, – I mean, look at Parasite, the success of Parasite, you know, um, they've made it accessible. It's won all these awards. Like it's, it's, it's not, and it's not just for all these other countries. It's also for audiences from other parts of the world for Indian films, you know? So I think culturally we're being, we're being, ex we're being um, exposed to all these different cultures all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that changes a lot of things for the audience. You know, they, some stories become a little more complex or like they're, you know, I, I just think it's, I think it's very fascinating. I think we're at this really amazing evolving point when it comes to cinema of any sort. So now with all this diversity um, within crossover movies, do you think that adds another layer of complexity as far as the production goes? Um, it's complex again, in the sense that you have two different cultures collaborating, mm -hmm. you know, uh, again, core, the core of the way things work is the same. There's a little bit of like maybe terminology and stuff like that. That's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're like, I have some stories that are, that are kind of now they're really funny. Um, you know, but yeah, I think I think it's good to keep an open mind when it comes to that, and it, it's it's not it's not something that can't be worked on. Filmmaking, at the end of it, is a collaboration, mm -hmm. and I think I think when both cultures come together with that mindset uh, and follow a little bit of when in Rome philosophy. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think it's okay. So across all these industries, across these different directors that you worked with, um, I'd love to hear about some differences in their individual creative processes. Sure. Uh, you know, filmmaking, when you make, when you're working on a film project or series or whatever it is, the objective is to execute the director's vision on a particular script. Each director, I think, works differently. Mm -hmm. And 
so I think I think it's very director or production specific, which goes back to how each production you work on is a unique experience on its own. You know, um, like for example, I worked with a director who never wanted to go on a location scout to make decisions on which locations we should shoot at or lock or, you know, everything like that. Um, and it was, it was because of the trust factor or whatever it is. They, they, that wasn't a thing. They were focused on other things. Whereas I worked on a different, on a different project with another director and they had to be there at every location scout so that they can explain exactly what they want um, thoroughly to whatever head of department that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just, it's just every, every individual, every director, every creative mind will work differently. Sure. So Priya, that was very informational. Um, I, d- I didn't want to spend a few minutes talking about, before we wrap up, I didn't want to spend a few minutes talking about the hot topic in Bollywood, nepotism. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think when it comes to nepotism, I think nepotism is everywhere. I don't think it is just in the film industry. Hmm. You have nepotism in the corporate world as well. You have nepotism everywhere. And um, I'm I'm not saying that it's it's an issue that we shouldn't address or that doesn't need light shed on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't believe that nepotism is the sole reason of certain actors not getting where they want to be. Yes, yes. Star kids, people who have those kind of connections, of course they have it easier, you know. But but when it comes to people attacking these, you know, actors or whatever for having it easy, I think is a little unfair because I feel like at that point you're just blaming somebody for being born into a privileged family. Sure. And again, I don't think that it's just in the film industry. I think it happens everywhere. You know. Do you see that? Um, so obviously you're used to working behind the sets um, and across all these industries. Have you s- maybe seen that in Hollywood? I, I'm sure it happens in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like there's certain actors who have gotten opportunities because they are a son or a daughter of a producer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day here in Hollywood uh, it's also about the quality of your work um, it's not so much of a numbers game the thing with Hollywood is Hollywood movies the whole world sees the whole world watches them sure. right theatrically mm-hmm. um, that's something a little new for the rest of the world because of Netflix and Amazon. People are just now, you know, having access to that, those kinds of like films and everything, but it's not something that they are like, oh, this new um, 
Shah Rukh Khan movie is on Netflix. Let's watch that. I don't have any of my American friends doing that, you know? Whereas if you go to India and they're like, ooh, the new Brad Pitt movie is out, or the, you know, that's just how it is. So as an American-born Indian, um, I'm assuming that the path to the film industry had been some sort of a challenge, especially for our generation. Uh, what was your personal journey like? So my personal journey, um, I've, I will say that I've had a good support system, but um, I know that I am, the, like, I am the black sheep of my family, you know? <laughs> Huh? Why is that? Just because I'm I'm one of, I'm the only one who has decided to, you know, not do the conventional, you know, office job Monday through Friday. You know, I'm a freelancer. I don't work for a company, and it's not there's no I don't have steady income, and I think that it's really sometimes difficult to for people older than me and sometimes even my own peers to just understand that, you know, like why make it so risky and, you know, but what if, but what if, and it's like, well, this is what I wanted to do. You know, I, I really, this is something that I've, I've always had a passion for and it took a little bit of my stubbornness to just continue this path. I, I did try, I did try <laughs> being, um, I don't know if I want to say normal, but, but I couldn't do it. It just, it just wasn't for me. And sometimes you have to listen to that voice in your head and just, and, and do what you want to do regardless of it being not so steady. And it's, it's, it's because of that, you don't see a lot of Indian people in working in Hollywood that are, you know, my age or, you know, our generation. Um, so some of the names you can count on your hand, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I think people like like right now, it's it's people are saying that in Hollywood it's the Indian Renaissance, or the it's it's about to be the Indian Renaissance because you have people like Priyanka Chopra, you have people like Mindy Kaling, Hasan Minhaj, um, all these amazing people doing amazing things on mainstream platforms and in Hollywood. And I think that it's opening up a lot of minds to it. So this generation that's younger than me, I think they're a little more open to, to experimenting a little bit and, and, and venturing off into that avenue of filmmaking here in the U S which I think is awesome. Yes. Here's to more coffee and more movies. Yes. <laughs> Thank you Priya for a lovely chat. Thank you. Thank you for having me.